Welcome to the Surviving Outside Sales Podcast. I'm your host, Mike O'Kelly. Hope everybody's having a great start to their week. It is Monday. It's the 17th. We're, we're more than halfway through October. I cannot believe how fast the time is going. We have just over two and a half months or just under two and a half months of selling time left in Q4, but not really because we've got, again, Thanksgiving. We've got Christmas break. We've got end of the year. Stuff's happening. Speaking of stuff's happening, October 7th, I'm sorry, October 27th in 10 days, not this week, but the following week on Thursday, I'm going to be hosting a med device forum closing in Q4. I'm going to bring on Eric Grahovic. I hope I said his name right. He is a former sales director of Stryker. Eric and I did a podcast episode that I'm going to be releasing very shortly. And also Peter Skidmore, the CEO of Med Rep Meetings. He's a former capital aesthetic uh, superstar of a sales rep. So I'm going to be moderating. I'm going to be asking him questions about tips. We're going to be giving you ideas, things to think about as you're trying to close out your deals in Q4. How are you going to hit your numbers? How are you going to hit your bonuses? How are you going to get your commissions and be able to get the money and live the life that you want to? I hope you can join. Go to my LinkedIn or um, I'll have the post. Uh, I'll have some link in this episode right now. After this episode, I'll have the link. I'll try to figure out. I haven't decided yet what type of link I'm going to do. Or you can go to my LinkedIn. You can um, you can follow me. You can connect. And you won't miss any of the updates about this event that's happening. You can sign up for this event. It's going to be a Zoom noon Eastern time to one. So you can, even if you're in your car, you can hop on when you want and listen as long as you want. If it's on your lunch break or on the West Coast before you get started or just as you're starting your day on Thursday, Thursday, October 27th, noon, you aren't going to want to miss it. I'm going to be releasing a awesome three-part episode. And I haven't decided yet if I'm going to release all three episodes on the same day or if I'm going to release them Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday of this week. And it's with my father. I highly recommend that you listen to all three episodes. Yes, it's my dad. So I'm a little biased. But the knowledge that he drops about the industry, where it was, where it's going, and his experiences, I realized are so timeless because it's process-driven. Process. It's habits. There's a right way to do things, and there's a wrong way to do things. Okay? Now, the right way to do things, there are variations. There's not one single way, but there are right ways to do things. As people in the industry like to call them, best practices. I hate that term, but I think you understand what I mean when I say it. Best practices. There's a right way to do things. There's a right system. There's a right process. And then there's a wrong way. The right process will set you up for success. And my dad drops a lot of knowledge. So I hope you will listen to all those episodes. Um, it was very important to me um, that I interview my father and I hear his experiences. I really haven't talked a lot about sales to my dad. And I don't know if I discussed this on a previous episode, but to be honest, I was so uh, pedal to the floor that whenever sales came up, my friends or my family would ask, I would just give platitudes. It's going good. And I wouldn't expand on it because I just wanted a break. I wanted a mental break when I was either with my family. I didn't want to talk about sales. I didn't want to talk about business. It's going good. Unless there's some major thing that's happening. Like I tell them the major things, but I don't want to get down to the minutia. I don't want to get down to the systems, the processes, the kind of, um, you know, the, 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 the brainy kind of nerdier stuff to sales and business until now, like 
you know, my dad's getting older, I'm getting older. I really wanted to record this because this is going to be timeless. I'm going to have this forever. And one of the things you can do, which I did, I highly recommend is interview your parents and record it. It doesn't matter how it's recorded, but record it, ask them questions because you're going to have, I'm going to have this forever. At some point, my parents are no longer going to be here. I also interviewed my mom. I'm not, it's not sales related, but I interviewed my mom. So I'm going to have those that forever. I'm going to have their story told by them forever. And I have hours. So I interviewed my dad for a total of about five hours. Two of it was sales related. And the other three were about family, you know, the O'Kelly family, where the O'Kelly family came from, um, stories about their childhood, their upbringing, and kind of stories about my my upbringing, et cetera. Um, and I highly recommend you do that. You can do that anyway. You can do a Zoom. You can just hit record on your phone. Um, I, have a, I have a Zoom recorder and I have a, a lav mic. So the audio is not as, as high quality as the audio that you're hearing here, but I highly recommend that you listen to it and uh, just really listen to the principles of being successful in sales, the backbone, the habits, they haven't changed. They're timeless. You know, Dale Carnegie's book, How to Win Friends and Influence People, those are going to, uh, are going to um, last through eternity. There's just a way to do things. There's a way to quote unquote, treat people. So I highly recommend you listen to those episodes and give me your feedback. Let me know what you think. Again, I'm very highly uh, biased, but I thought my dad absolutely killed it. And I absolutely, it was such an honor and it was so fun to do that with him. So again, like I said, I don't know. I'm just debating right now if I'm going to do that this week, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, or if I'm going to release all three on Thursday. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. So that decision is going to be made after this episode is released. So just be on the lookout. So the two two big things, the LinkedIn next Thursday, the 27th, sign up for it. If you're not in med device sales, you can still join if you want to learn tips, et cetera. Or if you're trying to get into medical device, they're going to kind of tell you and give you a, uh, a jump start on how to talk to hiring managers about what your plan is going to be for Q4. So we're going to break it all down. Um, it's only going to be an hour. It's not going to be a lot of time. So it's going to be very insightful. And you're going to hear from two of the best that I know. And um, I might interject here and there, uh, just a couple of things and kind of reiterate some points. Hopefully you can join. Uh, please reach out to me and let me know if you have any questions. Again, I also really do appreciate people reaching out to me. I try to respond as quickly as possible that my bandwidth will allow. Um, so thank you very much. So a couple things, uh, you know, off the bat, that's kind of kind of catching you up. I did miss last week. My bandwidth again has been super low. I have a lot of things working. There's going to be a lot of developments coming up. Um, and but one of the things that going through this process that I wanted to discuss was, again, I talked about the PPF method and how the PPF method, if you don't know, it's about the past, the present, and the future. It is looking back to gleam knowledge and understanding and then stating where you are today and then and then planning for the future. And I was working with somebody who's actually helping me uh, on a project and the question she asked me really got me to think, especially over the weekend. She said, think about what everything you've done in your life, what, is, what are the underlying factors that you think led to the success? And so when I was looking back, it went even back further than my professional ranks. 
it started in high school at St. Christopher's. And what I realize now is a lot of my process and a lot of my systems, um, it's about building strong foundations based on doing the right things, the right habits consistently. That's it. And then sharing those habits with people you're involved with. That's it. That really is the number one thing. When I look back and, you know, at St. Christopher's, a lot of the guys didn't focus on sports. It was just something that the school made us do. At St. Christopher's, you either had to go into the music department, you had to go into the drama club, or you had to do sports. You had to do an after-school activity. There was no leaving school at 3.30 and you could just go home. You were required to stay on campus until 5, 5.30 or 6 o'clock, depending on what you did. So there was three buckets. I believe there was three buckets. There might have been more, but it was music. It was um, uh, arts, drama, or it was sports. And we were not a very good baseball team. I played varsity for all four years, freshman through senior. We were not a very good baseball team when I showed up. We were okay. And I realized it was just doing things correctly, the processes. And then every single minute you were at practice, it was optimizing that time because we didn't get a lot of time. It was like an hour and 45 minutes is what our practice time was. Maybe an maybe two hours. I can't remember, but it was somewhere between hour and 45 minutes and two hours. So there wasn't a lot of time. And back then we picked up our gloves in the spring and we put our gloves down in the summer. There was no fall ball, not until my senior year really did that kick off senior year in high school, 1996 slash 97. Before that, there was no fall ball. It was, you just wouldn't play other sports. I played football uh, for a very short time till I hurt myself. And then I did basketball and baseball. And then I did uh, conditioning in, in lieu of sports in the fall. But that kind of was, you know, you had to optimize your time. There was no goofing around. There was no joking. And yeah, I, I was like a drill sergeant. I barked at other, other guys, even as a freshman, I, I, I just, I wanted to optimize our time. We don't have a lot of time out here on the field. Stop goofing around, stop messing around. You know, this isn't a joke. A lot of guys thought it was a joke. A lot of guys just didn't care. I cared, probably cared a little bit too much, but that was just my passion behind it. So from St. Christopher's freshman year to senior year, we went from guys really not caring about it, not having a very good team to senior year, we uh, made it to the state tournament. Now, we didn't play in the state tournament because back then St. Christopher's had a rule where we, uh, for final exams, you could not miss them because of sports. Everybody had to take them at the exact same time. So we had to decline a trip to the state tournament, which I believe to this day, we would have won the state my senior year. Virginia State uh, Independent Schools Baseball Tournament. We would have won. I thoroughly believe that. But, you know, there's nothing we can do about that. And yes, you could say that my play, you know, I played very well in high school. Uh, my senior year hit well over 400. At the time, set RBI and home run records for St. Christopher's. Uh, third team all Metro from a private school. That was that was a big deal. Third team all Metro, first team all state, first team all prep, and um, you know, got a scholarship to William and Mary. But it wasn't just that. It was I led by example. 
I really held guys accountable to the point where I, I did, I did piss some people off. And I realize that now. Um, but I, I just knew there was only, there was only one way to succeed. And that was to optimize every single minute of the day was to take everything seriously and was to hyper-focus on what you were doing. And then I didn't realize, you know, until I started going through this exercise that I was, I was, um, suggested to do when I got to college, it was the exact same thing. William and Mary was the doormat of the colonial athletic association. We were division one baseball, but barely <laughs> as the program freshman year, we won three games in conference, three and 18 or three and 21. I can't remember how many conference games we had, but we only won three of them. I remember we were dead last in the colonial to my senior year. We won the, the CAA and we went to the Clemson regional. We went to the tournament. I started thinking, and I was like, I never even thought about it. The four years that I had at St. Christopher's and the four years I had at William & Mary, they mirrored each other. Okay. So I started thinking, and I was like, well, what did they have in common? Obviously, they had me. <laughs> but I'm not going to sit here and say, you know, uh, it was just because of my play. It wasn't. But I honestly think it was the focus that I had, which I learned from my dad, which was, doing things the right way. And he always had a phrase, eye on the prize. And so my eye on the prize was when I got to William Mary, I told the coach, we're going to win the conference by my senior year. So that was the prize. So everything was leading up to that. The decisions that I made when I was on the field, the decisions that I made in the weight room, the decisions that I made in uh, on the field, pregame, working in the cage, working on my body, et cetera. All of that was for the end goal. When I was in high school, it was to make it to college. So that's what I was working on. And, and subsequently, not just a team goal, but a personal goal, I wanted to play in the big leagues. So everything was just pushing and pushing and pushing. I was never satisfied with just what was happening. There were a lot of guys at William & Mary that were just satisfied with being good to great players at William & Mary. I wasn't. I wanted that next step. I wanted that next level. And I kind of realized, thinking back, that... Every successful position that I had, and there was only two times in my entire career, starting with my high school baseball team, where I did not have the success that I expected. And it was because first, it was my first go around in pharma. And that was because I did not have the same level of urgency to be optimal. I sat back and I was waiting for the company to step in. I was very passive. I was not aggressive. I was not going after it. I was not pushing to be optimized, but I did. I was hyper-focused in high school, hyper-focused in college. And even when I was playing in the minor leagues and I was doing uh, bar and I was bartender in the off seasons, I was hyper-focused on, on selling as much as I could and giving the best experience possible. And I did not do that. So that is the reason why I did not succeed. Now, I still did better than the previous rep by a lot, but I didn't do as well as I could have. And looking back on it, I can be honest with myself. I failed. It's because I didn't do the same things that made me successful up until that point. I did not replicate those processes when I first got there. And I don't know why. 
And perhaps I thought that it was this, oh, pharmaceuticals, they're supposed to train me on everything. They're supposed to tell me everything. Well, I'm here to tell you companies' responsibilities are not to do that. Okay. Some companies have really excellent training programs and some companies do not. It is up to you to be hyper-focused on optimizing your business. Whether you are just selling something locally or you're selling across states or you're selling nationally, your business is, or your sales is a business and you have to treat it as such. And the one thing that I realized was all of my success was being hyper-focused on my habits, hyper-focused on the process. And when I didn't focus and I wasn't hyper-focused on process is the two things that I did failed. Now, in my defense, one of them, I didn't really have a chance to get anything going. I found out that the company was being sold during training. I literally had just gotten hired with the company and I was told this company is being sold. We're going to lose our jobs. So that was more survival mode, which again, I didn't do my process because it was survival mode. It was just getting by mode. I basically got a job and had to had to figure out what I was going to do to find another one. So I take that one out. But really, my first go around in pharmaceuticals with the now defunct company, uh, Tiber Labs, I didn't optimize. And it was because I did a lot of, I was very passive and I kind of sat back, you know, well, the company, you know, the company is going to give me X, Y, and Z if that's what they want me to do. And I, and to be honest, I have no idea why I didn't do the same things that made me successful in every other position up to that point. But I'll tell you what, I did learn that. I did learn, especially with the, um, after the Xanadine, uh, when I went to the next company, I kicked it right back off and I hyper-focused on my process. I hyper-focused on optimization. I didn't sit back and wait for the company to tell me what to do. And so the next one, two, three, four, five, six, the next six things that I did and things that I'm doing currently, I'm now, I'm now understanding and I'm now enlightened that it is about process. I'm not telling you, you need to sit down and start writing down process. I'm not telling you to do anything. I'm just sharing my story. And if you can, if you can take anything from that, and if you want to mirror that, fantastic. I'm not going to tell anybody what to do. Okay. I'm telling you what you could do not what you should do. And there's a big difference. And I'm starting to learn now that the best way that I can help the audience and the best way that I can help people is to show people what is possible, what they can do, what they could do, not what they should do. And so it's about having an urgency to be as optimal as possible but realizing it's about your daily process. It's about those habits. It's about going out there every single day. It's about the fundamentals. And when you think about it, it's not sexy. And it's not a lot of things that some of these quote unquote gurus will talk about. They'll talk about the three hacks to grow your sales. It's exactly what that is. It's a hack. The three tips. To, okay, that's great. But once you're done with those three tips, it's over. Again, it goes back to the process. It goes back to the system. If you want to build something that's sustainable, if you want to build something from the ground up, you could, and you can do what I've done. And I'll be going more into depth 
touching back on kind of the, you know, sales builders Academy. Cause I realized that is really what I've done in my life is just built. And that's what I really enjoy doing. I love building. I love the process. I love the minutia. That's what I really love doing. So the whole point of me talking about this is again, going back to the PPF method, what can you learn about what you've done in the past? And then where are you today? And how are you going to get to the future? I want you to re-examine. I want you to re-examine your business today. Are you optimizing yourself or your business? If the answer is no, I highly recommend you look into ways to correcting that. And let me know if you want my help. You can reach out to me at Mike at Surviving Outside Sales. There's a lot of resources that I can help you with. There's a lot of people that I can connect you with. And I know that with Q4 coming up, it's about closing deals, et cetera. But don't rob Peter to pay Paul. We don't want you to hit your goals in Q4 and then not hit them the following quarter. And the quarter after that and the quarter after that. We don't want you to get the deals, be super aggressive, and then burn your relationships in the process. Because that doesn't help. And the one things you can learn from me is not just the successes, it's also the failures. It's the highs and the lows and the pitfalls. And I've mentioned this once and I'll mention it a thousand times from the rooftop. No one has hit out of the park 100% of the time. Everyone has failed. I'm willing to talk about it. I'm willing to talk about my failures. Whereas I don't see a lot of other people talking about theirs. So you can learn from me what not to do and possibly what to do, but I highly recommend if you don't have your processes and your systems in place, start working on those today, work on your daily habits, figure out what those are. If you need help again, like I said, reach out to me, Mike is surviving outside sales. I can give you some suggestions, some guidelines, things to think about, and then you can implement those on your daily business. Thank you so much for listening to this entire episode. I know it's a lot longer. I didn't get a chance to do anything on Thursday or Friday. So this is a longer episode. I really do appreciate that. Again, webinar, October 27th. I will have the link to that in the show notes. I'm also going to leave the link to the microphone for the podcasting in the show notes as well. Several people I talked to, even this weekend, were asking me, what type of equipment do I use? It's very simple. Zoom. I use Buzzsprout. And I also use just a regular Amazon microphone. This has been a USB microphone. It is a solid microphone. And that's really all I do. I don't have any of those panels all the wall and any of that stuff. This is such a great microphone. I highly recommend it. There's a link to Amazon right there. Um, and I'm just going to continue all my re- all the recommendations, all the things I think might help you in various ways. I'm just going to keep putting them in the show notes and just keep that in perpetuity. But Thank you so much for listening. I really do appreciate that. Uh, Please share this with anybody like-minded individual. And uh, also please download the show. Really do appreciate it. Thank you so much. Hopefully you all have a fantastic rest of your week as we are blowing through the month of October. November will be here before we know it. And then we're going to have Thanksgiving. And then it's going to be Christmas. And oh my gosh, Q4 is going to be over. And then it's going to be 2023. But until that happens, until next time, this has been Surviving Outside Sales, and I will see you tomorrow. Thanks. Bye-bye.